0: Of attitude kind of thing the sentimentality I guess of Spielberg um, and so it, it's really yeah. cool to see him balance all of these elements throughout the entirety of the film and introduce them yeah, like to all, you all- uh, right away
1: yeah like all the rural Indiana stuff is very interesting because it feels like it would just be like a normal domestic Drama film of of some kind, yeah. You know, the, a dad's relationship to his kids or something like that. But we we do get to see how this strange anomaly is affecting their community as well as you know. So like you do have like the the creepy bit with with the toys, but I also like the uh, unseen figure like rummaging through his fi- fridge, which mm-hmm. leads Barry the little boy to like go like laughing or ar- laughing around and like chasing him into the farm field outside. This amazing wide vista of the house and the yard as the kid disappears into the darkness.
0: Yeah, uh, the while his mom of of the is, window. Oh man.
1: Yes. Oh god. my god.
0: And and the and little he, effect he, of the doggy door like going really fast but then stopping as if he just missed yes. the alien. It's fucking great. Yeah,
1: which we're going to repeat the shot of the doggy door too, which is like even yeah. like to set that up too. Like oh, like again, the visual command is kind of uh, you know, again a Spielberg
0: movie is well shot. Whoa, it's so <laughs> yeah. crazy. But, you know, it just it, even it, his it's going to so be a lot of what this level.
1: episode is, so gear up. Yeah, yeah,
0: like <laughs> His foreshadowing is next level because he just doesn't do it through through plot or writing. He's doing it through his style and compositions. Like everything that you see in this first uh, sequence with Barry and his mother um, directly correlates to the the sequence where he's actually abducted and it turns into more of a horror thing rather than like a suspense yeah. mystery thing. And it's just to have that setup, and it's not just one. It's like you know quite a few shots that really pay off. Um, and that's yeah. just well, one well, sequence. And, and also the
1: whiplash you get with, like, the kid's performance, too. He's people he's, he's always been good at getting performances out of kids. Yeah. But, like, this, this, this kid, the way that he, like, smiles and he's, like, stoked and he's, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's, like, it has that very boyish, like, oh, I've, I've discovered something amazing. This is so cool, which is something that also... Uh, affects the main character of the film, Roy Neary, played by uh, Richard uh, Dreyfuss uh, from Jaws, which I was very stoked to learn that uh, Dreyfuss was, like, apparently, you know, like, not his first choice for the film, and he actually considered so many different actors that you would know from, that would have changed the film to, like, from Steve McQueen to James Caan to Dustin Hoffman, and uh, Dreyfuss's line about it, which was that he was hearing about Spielberg kind of, like, writing this film while he was working on jaws they were shooting jaws together so he was hearing about this movie every day and he straight up said i launched myself into a campaign to get this part i would walk by steve's office and i would just say stuff like al pacino has no sense of humor or jack nicholson is too crazy and you know he was literally just being like i "I want to yes like i am going to be your your guy for this film and you just you, you kind of have to uh accept it and you know what <laughs> he plays the role like a guy who was passionate about the role oh, yeah. like he is in this role as this electrician who were introduced to teaching his son math using a model train set probably the train set everyone who saw the men should be familiar with right and just the domestic chaos of their household is probably one of the more, again, sort of like visually impressive things that Spielberg does um, in this film. And it, it it creates a weird sense of eeriness and strangeness about the neighborhood like before the power outages actually even start happening. Mm-hmm. Like the like, there's some like a straight up De Palma blowout split diopters uh, where you can see like his wife, Ronnie, uh, played by Terry Gar of After Hours in the Conversation, trying to hand him a newspaper with movie show times on it and she's doing it you know in this very loving way she's like you know you promised to take the kids last week we're going to go to the movies and the framing is just a split diopter so that we have like this really deep focus and we can really see the entire room and you can see all his tools and cables just a jumbled mess behind his his head in yep. the other corner of the frame his one kid is just in the corner just like smashing a doll <laughs> over and over again and almost <laughs> drowning out the dialogue yes. at times and also there's also this like shadow that's cast on the corners of, of of the room that also like hit his face sometimes so he's just he he completely doesn't feel you know, uh, like he's a part of his family. Like there's something disjointed about them. And and part of it is also, you know, how Dreyfus plays him. Like he plays him relatively smart and focused guy, but like selfishly so. Yes. Like at the expense of his family, even in little scenes like this, like like in that moment when she's handing him the paper. One of my favorite details is he doesn't hear his wife's voice at all. He's just straight up ignoring her. Yes. As she, she literally has to walk over, shove it in his face, and then he spots the Pinocchio Showtime, which catches his personal attention. And he goes, okay, now I'm going to talk to you about this because I would love to take the kids to go and see Pinocchio, even though all they want to do is play goofy golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they think uh, Pinocchio is old and lame and and he thinks it's magic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this is a little later too, but it directly connects to another thing that he's that he's expressing with his wife, where they have kind of a, a romantic moment where they, um I can't remember if it's, after or before they see the UFOs, but it's in the spot where they're going to look for them and see them pass and she's like oh this is the exact place that we went on this one date before and it was super romantic and we kind of fell uh, in love deeper and all of that and as they're kissing and embracing each other he opens his eyes and looks up to the sky he's still completely he's looking for the UFO yeah, yeah and so they have these little <laughs> sprinkles throughout that show that and I thought that that was Yeah, brilliant. that's a that's
1: a great moment like that actually that's a very sad and kind it of is. deflating moment uh, Connecting and, and it is, does happen it, it, it does happen after they see the um, UFO as well that happens right. during the scene when Dreyfus, like after he sees the UFO, he goes home. He's super sweaty and he's like rambling and freaking out. And it's a it's a scene apparently ripped straight from Spielberg's childhood, where he was like, at, there was one night where his dad woke the entire family up in the middle of the night threw them all into the car while they were still half asleep (laughs) and said come check out this amazing thing and he showed them a meteor shower Um, and so so that so that's what dreyfus does in in this scene but he wants to show them a ufo and it's literally the same scene it's like him sweaty it's like you have to come see this like he's dragging his children out of the bed